I mean, did you wake up one day and just go, it's wine time? Like, it's like, how did this happen? <laughs> well, actually, kind of. Fermenting Cleveland, a podcast by Amanda and Robert, for and by the city of Cleveland. Damn, Cleveland, what's going on? How are you feeling? Well, I'm, I'm here. It's, a, it's been a wild week. Halloween, Cleveland's cleaning house of all its coaches. It's not a good week to be a sports leader in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> and names that rhyme are. Yeah. Like, just be careful. So, it's like a seussical, like, out here. <laughs> and I had a feeling they'd probably get rid of Hugh, but when I saw them get rid of Lou, I'm like, no, we're not that. Yes, we are. No, nope, we are. Exactly who we are again. So, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? The, you got us some more six Oh, yeah. Like. So, we have a lovely little coffee shop right up the street from Master Collective, uh, Gamer Haven, and it's six shooter coffee. Yeah, I really like this. Um, you got me, it, it tastes like uh, not off uh, tap cold brew. Correct. That is uh, your. Their cold brew is amazing, and I'm a super big fan of it because it's a high caffeine content, but it doesn't taste like jet fuel. It mm-hmm. actually tastes pretty good, so I'm thankful you brought me this one. Hey, no problem. <laughs> what did you get? Oh, I'm playing with fire. Oh. <laughs> I got the shot in the dark again. No! Oh. You're not me. What are you doing? I know. So, Robert is a caffeine. A connoisseur. Uh, I dabble. <laughs> uh, fiend? Uh, like fiend, addict, um, perhaps? Yeah. yeah. He knows his stuff. I have just dabbled in proper coffee, but I used to uh, do the athletic caffeine, so the, yeah. the C4s, the... What is that? My favorite was called Mr. Hyde, which, I mean, if it's something's going to eat you from the inside <laughs> out, like... It, it better be branded correctly. Absolutely. So that was from a, from a brand perspective. <laughs> I bought it. <laughs> And it did make me feel like I was dying, so it was perfect. You know, so um, I feel like the red line does similar without, you know. It, does. it, does, it looks like you just, I see blackness yeah. in your cup. You oh, I, oh, I cut her. I can't, I can't, can't do it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're still babies, That's babies totally, in the waiting pool, so. Totally but yeah. It so. just dawned on me, though. Uh, if you're listening, you probably don't know who we are because mm. we haven't introduced ourselves at any point yet. Good point, good point. Um, so I'm Robert Gatewood. I own a space over on East 185th Street. It's got a lot of names. Um, it's called Gamer Haven. You can find more out on about it on uh, what is that thing called the internet? Yes. And Into I was it. really excited when Amanda was like, "Hey, let's do a podcast," because she's an awesome person, but she's really creative, and the stuff she wanted to talk about was awesome. So, yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Amanda? So okay. I'm Amanda Briggs, and. Uh, most recently, I'm the uh, just a beer, wine, and spirit blogger running around Cleveland having a good time. So, Absolutely. three of my favorite things. And now coffee, too. So, really, this, this is a no, good thing. Yeah, this isn't bad at all. So, what are we? Like, how do we describe what fermenting Cleveland is to someone that is just happening upon us right now? Well, first of all, I'm sorry. <laughs> second of all, <laughs> second of all, uh, yeah, we're by and for Cleveland. Uh, I think. We're going to be a little bit different in terms of we're not going to hide from some tougher stories and, uh, you know, we're going to shine the light on the good and the bad. And yeah, I think Cleveland's Cleveland's amazing. And uh, I'm honored to be partnered with Robert, who literally, in my mind, like, wears the crown of Cleveland. He knows everything that's happening down here. He serves on many, many boards. He's a cool resource. So I'm a dude that likes (laughs) my city and I'm a very internet guy. So I apologize in advance for some of our humor that you're probably going to hear and if you manage to make it through our intro, you're already on board more than you understand. So yeah, um, 
yeah, this is a really cool concept in my mind because I love everything that like the positive mm. uh, spins that our Cleveland-based brands do, but it's not completely authentic. You know? Like if you live here, you know some of the grittier stuff, and I, I like that we have a space to talk about both the good and the bad because we're not really one or the other or something. Right. Like no, I like um, it. We're the we're a little, well, yeah, a little cream with the dark. Like. <laughs> Uh, we are. That's so. a segue for a story that I'm not going to talk about today. It's, we'll save it. <laughs> Stay tuned, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so interestingly, some stuff's going on in the city relative to how small businesses here are doing their thing. Um, it seems like our town is very apt to trying out new things, like hmm. people who've never done it before just going at it. Right. Um, Which is awesome in terms of, uh, you know, in the spirit of. Free enterprise and free enterprise and beautiful in Cleveland. Yes, please bring please bring your businesses to Cleveland. Please let's. Sell. However, but, um, hmm. So I don't know if you guys heard. You probably have, and if you haven't, I'm sorry. You're hearing it here first. Um, there's a bistro called Chow. Bistro, Ironically, unfortunately. <laughs> um, hmm. And actually, as we talk, I'm going to be looking because I don't know where the story's going. Amanda, can you tell us in your own words mm. what you what occurred with this bistro that intended to open last week? My stars. Well, this was a wild ride, folks. Um, there was a new eatery, and I believe it was set to open in somewhat of one of those turnstile spaces that just a business doesn't seem to do well there, no matter what goes in there. So I know those feelings. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Game Raven. Anyway, the... <laughs> So this this uh, Italian eatery was set to open, Chow Bistro, and Cleveland Steen <laughs> did a story on it. Um, just one of those. Welcome to you know. Wow, Robert just pulled it up. It's just it's more magnificent now than more than ever having a week detached from it. So Chow Bistro uh, in the comment section of the Scene Magazine uh, article. Um, some innocuous comments were made, just some people just saying, we'll see, I'm going to call it now, just, you know, comment, comment, comment. The owner, like, the person fronting money <laughs> who probably spent multiple years planning this opening replies to one of the comments, liberal, white, blunt C, yes, blunt. We can't right, we don't want to go there. that word, because that word is very bad for our ladies. Indeed, so, <laughs> so yeah, liberal, white, blunt. <laughs> Oh, but not, you know, so um, ensue the shit show that came after it because you can't be a business owner and say that when replying to your own business article. Now, now I think the one critical piece of information is the article's name was Child Bistro to open this week, meaning the article was predating said opening and this was going to be a really good thing about promotions and you, you're not open yet, guy. Right. And his name's Sean Taylor. I'm not sure if it's appropriate to say, but then again, he commented publicly, what he did publicly under his own profile with so, his baby's picture in it. Perfect guy. Game on, Rockstar. <laughs> like, it was two days prior to opening. And a guy who, like she said, probably put how much of his life into this thing. I mean, you know what it takes to open a business. Like, can you imagine I have, blowing it I up have. in one second? I mean, and I'm concerned about that literally every day of every of every week, of every, like, any one thing I say could cascade. Like, just domino effect. This isn't domino effect. He just kicked the domino tape. Oh, he, he stepped on a grenade. <laughs> this was, uh, I don't want my business anymore. Um, now, obviously, he attempted to delete it, it looks like, after rereading the thing. Yep. Um, Did the old blamed his social media manager. And his social media manager managed his personal page? Yeah, I guess. 
And then one critical piece that I'm not seeing in this is he messaged directly to someone who was like, hey, guy, I just saw what you said. Delete that. That's no good. And he said, freedom of speech, bro, more or less. Right. So your PR guy is not on. It's I can't. I, I, I there's just, a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on here. And I highly suspect this was a bad decision for him. Um, I don't know what's happening to them, though. Yeah. The like, last time we like looked on the interwebs, it said they were pulling... Uh, Pulling chairs out of there, no. so <laughs> I don't know how you can come back from that without a major rebranding. Child so. Bistro, um, I, it's really unfortunate because we need more small businesses. And actually, this is a really—we're probably going to touch this subject multiple times in multiple podcasts because it's like that area of town. You figure Ohio City is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, if not affluent, even if it's people with lesser means, they're going to be open and progressive and willing to come. And that comment. Right. There's literally a thousand bad ones he could have said, and that he picked the one right. that is the bad. Mm. I'm, I'm so confused by this. Um, yeah, it's a weird story, guys. So yeah, if you get a chance, just Google uh, Child Bistro <laughs> Ohio City and have fun. Yeah, um, hold on to your tacos because it's and, a wild and, and ride. Come to our comment sections when you're upset about what you've read and you're upset that I told you to read it. Um, but it, in on one hand, this is happening, and then on the other. We got an awesome opportunity to go to CLE Urban Winery. Yeah, let's talk about a business that's not, you know, <laughs> not doing this. Right. You know that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna splice in some sound effects here because that's terrible. Um, the owner Destiny was an amazing host, and we went down there. How did we even get that connection? Like, what did you do? Just I mean, reaching out to our community, and we had, you know, there's some people that aren't scared by what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. uh, so thank you, Destiny, for giving us the, the benefit of the doubt here. Um, yeah, we uh, just probably one of the warmest receptions. Um, you know, I've been visiting certain places um, for my writing side just to write articles on, you know, the booze industry. And then, you know, walking into CLE Urban Winery was like a warm hug. <laughs> That's all I can that describe it. Apt. It was really cool. The space itself, I'd been there um, a few times before. And so I was already enamored with just the atmosphere. It's just you should go just to get that, like, oh, this is, like, it's great. Um, and then, you know, just our gracious hosts, Destiny, Dave, and Michelle, were yeah. just took us through their wine, their their whole in-house product. It was... It was intense. So, yeah, as I you'll mean, hear, but all it's all amazing. All I expected was just, you know, maybe 15 minutes with some intern that yeah. they throw out and, hey, this podcast, whoever, and it's literally their entire staff sitting us down and spending... Hours? Like, I'd say a good half a day with us just to, just, <laughs> just you know. Talking. And you guys are going to hear some snippets from that, and um, we'll, we'll probably put more unabridged versions of it up as well, but it was such a long, uh, illuminating conversation that I'm just, I'm still decompressing from it. Like, the city has, like, I, I feel like these two stories both exemplify what Cleveland is yeah. as a coin, <laughs> both like, the literal worst and, seriously, like, one of the best businesses, groups of people I've run into. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're probably going to bleed into that story now and give a listen and we'll be back on the other side to talk a little bit about it. So Dave, tell me, what are we looking at? What's in front of us right now? So one of the wines we do here is a bourbon barrel aged red blend. My God. So <laughs> we use Tom's Foolery Distillery. We use his bourbon barrels exclusively for this project. Um, in the past, this has been an equal parts blend, Cabernet, Syrah, and Merlot. Um, for this version, we're, we're looking at a couple different uh, blending opportunities. We're trying to make 
um, a slightly elevated version here, what we're going to consider a reserve version, a very small run, uh, probably about 25 cases or so. So this okay. will be an ex a very uh, exclusive, limited, sort of prestigious uh, product. Very cool. So that's, that's our goal for this. And so um, what we have is a few different blends here, and we're looking for uh, you guys... I'm assuming have no experience with this with this wine here. Safe so, assumption. <laughs> so what this wine is, um, the the bourbon barrel aspect of it is not suggestive. It is very much descriptive. Okay. So you're going to taste this wine, and at first you should smell whiskey, and then when you taste it, you should almost sense and taste a little bit of whiskey, and then as the wine finishes, you're reminded, oh wait, this is red wine. So that's the balance I'm trying to strike with this wine. We've been able to achieve that in the past mm -hmm. uh, with a great degree of success. And uh, I'm looking for something that is that experience, but maybe even just a little bit uh, elevated. Sure. So you guys have no real context because you haven't had the wine yeah. uh, on its own before. And I don't have any, we've sold out of it. Like we are more craft brewery in style, so we're not like a traditional, we don't have a vineyard, we're not a traditional grow, you know, you grow it, you pick it, you crush it, you make the wine, you put it in a barrel and it sits there and, you know, then you do it all over again next fall. So right. we don't do that. Sure. So, you know, I've, I've had people say to me, well, if you're doing that, then this really is an Ohio wine. And I have to throw the BS flag on that because this is Ohio wine. Right. Just like Great Lakes beer is Ohio beer. They don't grow all their hops, the hops out in Geneva, right. Right. you know, right. they get them from the best place they can get them and they bring it to Ohio City and they do their thing. Yep. So we're doing exactly the same thing here. We just make wine instead of beer. Yep. I like it. That's a really interesting one. So you have craft wine. Like it's, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Yep. So how did this, I mean, did you wake up one day and just go, it's wine time? Like, it's like, how did this happen? <laughs> well, actually, kind of. Um, <laughs> that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah I, I grew up here in Cleveland. Okay. I, I grew up in Euclid. Okay. It's my hometown. Um, right after high school, I joined the Navy. Okay. Basically to get out of Euclid. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just wanted to, I needed to get yeah. out and see the world and do things and, and learn things and go to college. And that was a way for me to do it. I didn't intend to make it a career, but it ended up that way. I was in the Navy for 20 years, wow. um, lived and traveled all over the world in the process, and just had a real love for food and wine. It was just a constant thread for me that I just was a very enjoyable thing for me. So um, I settled in the D.C. area after I retired from the Navy in 2003 and worked in the defense industry for another 13 years in business development positions of increasing responsibility and stress and, yeah. and all that stuff. And when I turned 50... Um, I'd gotten divorced a couple years before that. My kid was grown and gone, and you know I kind of had this blank sheet of paper, and I was like, okay. I always wanted a food or wine-related business at that certain stage of my life, and it was time to kind of put my money where my mouth was. So I took my sisters and my daughter to Vegas for my 50th birthday, and we sat and drank and talked about it, and at that point I decided I needed to come back to Cleveland. So I left my high-paying, high-stress job in D.C. and moved back here. I live like... A, five-minute walk that way right off the of Lee Road and I started to get serious about putting a business plan together and I I looked at a couple of different models you know I looked at more of a wine bar kind of thing I looked at more of a like a little restaurant -y kind of thing and and looking at the market here it was the craft breweries and the boom and the support and the emphasis and how it was really kind of the heart of what was going on here I didn't want to jump in that red ocean of food because there's so much great food in this town already. So I thought if it works with beer, why not wine? And I had seen a little um, 
you know, urban winery type of thing in Maryland in this little strip mall. I came across it one day and I thought, how cool is that? Because they were making their own wine. They had a couple of, of tanks right there in the space. It was a little small, like 1,500 square foot storefront in a strip mall. And they had an off-site uh, warehouse where they did a lot of their other production. But they were serving and selling their own wines at a little tasting bar. And I thought, this is great because I did not want to be a farmer. <laughs> I, it's not for me. I wanted to be here in a neighborhood and yeah. to be part of a community and to be close into the city. So that idea really appealed to me you know no bees no snakes no you know none of that kind of stuff you know and it just seemed to be a really good fit for this market in particular mm -hmm. and there's being an entrepreneur in Cleveland is a phenomenal experience and there's so much support here there's so much um both educational financing you know nonprofits, for-profits yeah. you know at colleges I mean you name it you just have to kind of reach out for it, and it's there. Yep. And not only that, but the community really supports local businesses. And I think it's a, you know, it's part of that resurgence from the recession, mm -hmm. where those big businesses and that big manufacturing and all that kind of crumbled and went away. So, you know, being Cleveland, being scrappy like it is, just kind of scrapped it all together, one mom and pop at a time. Yep. And I think that's really helped rebuild the economy. So finding this empty garage here in my neighborhood, this was an auto repair garage. Was it? I was oh, about no to way. say, yeah. like... So it's the perfect That's place crazy. for us to so cool. use it as a working winery space and then also make it comfortable for people to come in and hang out. So That's I'm excited really to show cool. you what's on the other side of the glass. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, so let's fill our glasses let's and do go do that and let Dave show you around. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> and fill our glasses we did. <laughs> yeah, that was a really fun, um, totally unexpected experience. Uh, you guys just heard... Uh, Destiny, the owner of CLE Urban Winery, talking a lot about her experience and how she got to start in the business, and Dave talking about the product that we were sampling that I did not anticipate having an opportunity to sample. Amanda, what? What? Well, that was a lot of uh, a lot of wine was flowing, so yeah. you guys might notice not from any of the staff because they're total pros, but from yeah. Robert and I, you'll notice a change in demeanor, perhaps. Um, Absolute. Um, yeah. Great. So yeah, we're definitely enjoying ourselves. You'll notice our uh, gleefulness in the next segment where uh, we kind of wrap it up. Yeah, so. and I, it was just to shortly talk about it. Like they let us walk through. Oh yeah. Their um, production facility where they're storing all of their wines. They make really awesome product. But Dave was like, I felt like a preschooler learning um, the alphabet. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that much went into. Obviously, I knew it was a big deal, but like the level of craft that he puts into that stuff it was really easy to appreciate what he was doing. Absolutely. Um, and just letting us in there, I mean, that, like, that's a personal space. Seriously. We were not expecting going back there, and they showed us everything. Complete strangers off the street that couldn't park. And, like, just... <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> they just let us in, showed us everything. It's a beautiful facility. They're... Winemaking uh, equipment is world-class. I mean... And the one thing that I'm like, I'm dying about is it seems like, aside from the entrepreneurial spirit the city has, seems to be a good energy that follows good people. They oh, yeah. had like two or three stories that just blew my mind about, well, you were in the right place at the right time and got this piece of equipment and that contact and this partner. And it was just 
these yeah. people were amazing. And um, Destiny yeah. shared with us too that she's got a um, her philanthropy part of her business where she's honoring hometown heroes. Yeah, um, really there's hard. a whole cool. wall in the back that we got to see where you know they just kind of honor local firemen, military, yeah. rescue workers. It was um, all heart. Like she was really good about. She's doing stuff for the right reasons. So it was uh, really cool that she gave us all of the access that she did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like Amanda said, and I'll apologize for myself. She handled herself pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. But There's a lot of editing though, folks. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so um, much editing. The movie magic was necessary, uh, but you'll see why. So enjoy. We're hot. We are hot. All right. All right. So you guys got to see the we whole got to winery. Walk. You and... guys were jealous and um, <laughs> definitely come down whenever you guys get a shot to, though. It's an amazing space and the folks are um, probably the best I've met yet in this Fermenting Cleveland adventure. But oh, yeah, what do you guys have going on? <laughs> Hopefully you'll see and hear some things over at Gamer Haven one way or the other because um, the product is amazing and their plan is really, really important, I think, for the area. But um, Destiny is holding an amazingly designed. I love the the, the, uh, the guardians. The guardians, they're, they're my favorite. My favorite. They're my favorite too. So this yeah. is our Cleveland Rocks Christmas Red. So this is um, the third year that we're making this, and this was by Hey Matt. This was by design um, when I opened this business. I wanted to have a wine that would be a companion to all the great Christmas beer. Mm. holiday beer that oh comes into gosh, the market yeah. this time of year. So this is 100% Cabernet Sauvignon, okay. California. And um, we add a cinnamon, clove, and sweet orange peel spicing to it. And then we add a touch of blackberry that just takes the edge off the bitterness of the spice and gives it just a touch of sweetness. So it, it's really kind of like Christmas in a cup. It's, nice. it's amazing. And you could just sit and drink it, or you could heat it up. Or I was going to say, you know, it It's like got so many more. possibilities. Um, and this label is really amazing. When um, I was designing the, the labels for the business, I kind of had a vision of how I wanted it to look and the names I wanted to use and all that. And there's all kinds of intellectual property landmines when it comes to doing careful. these things. Learning so I had some legal advice on how I designed <laughs> these labels. And you kind of have to abstract up. Yes. Right? So you can't have a picture, say, of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because that's somebody owns that stuff. But if you have a picture of the of the skyline, yep. of, you know, down there, and it, on happens the, to be sure, in there. it happens to be in there, then that's okay. You know, it's a skyline picture. So the same thing with this. So I sent Dave and his brother-in-law, Jason, who's a professional photographer in Chicago, I sent him out with kind of a list. This label has a really cool story in that if you look at the label, um, the Guardian is kind of lit up on the top, right? Mm -hmm. So as they were coming to take this picture, they pulled their car over to the side of the bridge, the two of them, and it's nighttime, it's a nighttime label, right? And uh, they get out, and they get out walking on the bridge, and pretty soon, here comes the police, right? You know, the CP pulls up, <laughs> hey. gets out, pop gets out, okay, Hi, boys, what are you doing on the bridge in the middle of the night with a camera? What's going on here? So they explained what they were doing, taking pictures for a wine label, and they wanted to get the Guardian in the shot. And while they were talking, the statues are normally lit from the bottom. Right, up, I was right? a little confused about so that. So the light went out on this particular statue. So you see it's all dark on the bottom. So the shot was essentially ruined because it's dark. So the cop was like, well, wait a second. I have a spotlight on my car. Stop so it. he goes over and turns the spot on, and he uplights the face of the Guardian. So that's why we have this photo. So this is extremely... Oh my God! You're amazing. <laughs> I didn't know you had that picture. <laughs> we just got photo you evidence of the, the cops on the bridge. I love that. I've never seen that to our dudes right now. That's that amazing. is the first time I've seen that photo. <laughs> like, I've heard the story, but I've never seen it. That's like, great. I was really confused. I'm like, I know that that guardian is, is always lit, so that he's lit that way. I'm like, 
What you so do? no what? one else has a picture no. like this. This is extremely unique. <laughs> that is courtesy of the CPD. So well, thank you, Cleveland. Cleveland. Police. We yeah. appreciate you. I love that. that. So it's these it. fun mm. things that we're doing to be part of this community, to bring something that is a companion to all of that, not a competition to right. it. It just right. adds to the mix. It adds to this to the fabric of what makes Cleveland cool yeah, and unique and different. And no one else is doing a wine like this. Mm-hmm. I know of no other wine that is holiday spice like I this. can't say I've ever heard of it. No. I, I really I really think it's nationally or locally is the only one on the market. So we're a leader in that regard and if there's some open I'll let you taste it. I it's mean, it's fabulous. I'm not turning that down, I promise. Right. <laughs> um, it's really so cool. cool. Well I will open this one right now. Don't worry. Bring us, a, bring us a couple if more you, glasses, yeah, Dave. I'll just I'm open this one. You. Robert and yeah. I have the worst job. This is, um, I, guys, don't sign up for this. This isn't what you do. Nope. Um, hey, Jeremy. This is terrible. I'm taking this wine on Saturday. I'm going to have a radio interview with Flash. Nice. So I'm bringing the Christmas red to uh, open up on the air with Flash have you, on Saturday. Have you had an opportunity to give this to someone else that records voices for... Uh, public consumption, or are we the first people to do so? No, you're the first ones to do yeah. so. Cheers, Cheers to that, Amanda. Cheers. <laughs> Good sound for this. My yeah. sound effect. Oh, man. Yeah, cap that sound out, guys. I'm sorry. Wow. Oh, my God. This is Christmas in a glass. I'm telling this you. Is there's amazing. so many things you could do with this wine. This is beautiful. Thank you. This is you're welcome. Marvelous. I don't know why I'm wondering how this works for a pie. Like, an <laughs> apple pie. You could totally put this in pie. Some, Absolutely. I love cooking with wine. Yeah. What has happened? Oh my goodness. What is that one saying? I, I love to cook with wine and sometimes I even put it in food. You <laughs> yeah, know? That's where I'd be with <laughs> it. Seriously. Like I said, this is the third year we're releasing this. The last two years we've had it only for sale here in the tasting room. This year we're hoping to potentially get it into Heinen's, potentially get it out into a few other key targeted partners out there so we can sell it a little more broadly. But this is this yeah. is special. I think this will have a this is a mover. Yeah, last Especially year, if you can sample it there, like, first year we did about 30 cases, and it was gone, like, before Thanksgiving, I think. Oh, wow. um, last year we did double that, and it was gone by the first week of December. <laughs> this year we're probably going to do 100 cases, yeah, yeah, and it'll be, <laughs> hopefully we'll last at least till the first week of December. So I mean, if you want it, come get it. <laughs> I mean, I could see this as a base of, like, a winter sangria, Seriously, like, holy man. cow, this is going to on a Thanksgiving table. We're going to have a conversation table. after the mics are off, I'm promising you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this is really special and I, I think there's nothing like it in the market no not at all so could i ask you a little bit too um so we can get it on our podcast the um, graffiti and grapes on the 17th yeah. ah okay so this is our third annual event so it starts at um six o'clock on the 17th of november you can get your tickets at graffitiheart.org okay uh, i think they're 35 dollars a piece and for that you get admittance to this the coolest party of the year. So they're in the back area where we have our, we call that our hometown heroes area. Yeah. Um, we will have people, uh, artists doing live graffiti art. So they'll be creating pieces that will then be auctioned off. We're going to do some graffiti barrels like these, um, and those will be auctioned off. There'll be other art for sale, and there'll be um, raffle baskets. They're doing a 50 raffle. There'll be live music and a DJ through the night. Your ticket also gives you a glass of wine as part of your admission. It's, it's just a great event, and last year at the event, we raised enough money for eight scholarships, um, so this year we're hoping, and, and Stami Paul, who's the um, president of the organization, she's also gotten some great corporate sponsors to come on, so I think it'll be a really 
great event this year, and we'll, we'll uh, raise a lot of money for scholarships. Awesome. So I'm yeah. really excited about it. So that'll be a closed event. You have to have a ticket to get in. Sure. We don't often do that. When we have parties here, we usually leave it open to the public as well. But on those kind of events for Dopama, for Graffiti Heart, for our major Cleveland Vegan Society, for our major partners, their Winter Fest is uh, Winter Wine Fest is on the first of December. Okay. That's another ticketed event raising money for their veg fest in the summer. Wonderful. Um, so you have to have a ticket to get in, but we only do that for our big nonprofit partners. Otherwise, it's just a party Not up in here when people are having parties, right? <laughs> Awesome. Um, well, thank you guys yes, for thank you allowing so us for out and uh, recording your voices and giving us this wonderful, wonderful selection of stuff. Oh, but I definitely, pleasure. number one, number one is the one for me, Dave. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's just another example of, you know, our local partnerships and, and how we really look to just spread our message and get engaged. Yeah. That's very much. And I think a lot of other people that are trying to get into the business need to take notes. And this is kind of how Cleveland does stuff, at least for it to stick. So thank you again, Destiny. We really yeah, appreciate it's it. It's my pleasure. Thank yeah. you so much we'll for coming soon. out. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Cheers. Thank, Thank you, you so you. much. And that sounds going to be wonderful in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, CLE Urban Winery. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we enjoyed slightly it Slightly soft. Yeah. Robert and Amanda. Oh, slightly soft. It was so a wonderful walkthrough, though. Um, mm-hmm. And we really wanted to thank Destiny, Dave, Michelle, and all of the random people that were stopping in and out and being kind. Like, they had an event running that day. So it's still, like, mind-blowing that Destiny gave us hours on a day that they were getting shipments and having an event and she was really gracious so oh, it was yeah. really awesome um so i wanted to thank them anybody you want to shout out amanda for oh. making this hmm. episode possible well let's take a moment to thank chow bistro for <laughs> being the counterpoint to our podcast yeah actually um i, I second that thanks chow and um thank, Best of luck to thank you. the internet um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, thanks Cleveland for calling them out on their bullshit. Shit. And keep being that way, Cleveland. We need you to. Yeah. A, for content, but B, because it's who we are, I think. Right. Um, yeah. Thank uh, Six Shooter for some awesome coffee. Yeah, keeping us caffeinated during this Absolutely crazy process. And Robert, yeah, I want to thank you. What? Why? For, for, for agreeing to do this. We yeah. are, this is our first episode. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Mom. You're probably the only one listening. So, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Robert's Mom. Mom. I want to shout out the random few on the internet that I know are uh, listening because they enjoy uh, laughing uh, with, mostly at, but with me as well as mm. some of these things go down. But I want to thank you too, Amanda, because you're an amazing person. And this thing is going to be fun, I think, as it develops. So, Heck yeah. So stay tuned. Um, stay tuned. And we will talk to you guys later. Thank <laughs> you.